Hey, this is Celeste, and you're listening to Juice with Benefits. Jews with Benefits is going to be an improvisational conversation in which we reflect on modern relationships, culture, and communications. With humor, we navigate the dysfunction of the group and our lives, deconstructing our beliefs and trauma. We'll spend a half hour in conversation, bringing our diverse identities, belief systems, and values to topics relating to modern life. In individual segments, we will delve into our unique interests and experiences as we analyze and laugh about dating and relationships. This is Celeste. Um, The bio I wrote about myself is as follows. Celeste's friends think she is Cecile from Cruel Intentions, since her religious background limits her past experience, despite being in her early 30s, making her a prime object of education slash corruption. She fashions herself more of an Annette, motivated by a search for romantic monogamous love and the intensity and quality that can come from a loving relationship worth waiting for. She married young and divorced recently within the context of a religious Jewish environment and works as a researcher in and in higher ed. She has a two-year-old child from this previous marriage. She is often interested in unpacking and processing how both um, religious Jewish views of the world and mainstream American culture and social socialization color her view on love and relationships. Um, okay, Svetlana wrote about me. An image that Celeste normally projects to the world is a more naive and nurturing side of hers. But don't be fooled. In reality, she is Leonardo da Vinci, Descartes, and Plato, all in one, and loves analyzing, exploring, and fully decomposing, including all of the sensual world. Because of people like Celeste, they say that women presidents make better leaders. Okay, Vox says about me, My friend Celeste is an odd duck. She is an extremely independent mother, hosts like nobody's watching, and her relationship with modern dating is colored by her relationship with religious Judaism. And then Ben says, Celeste, this is in bullet points. (sighs) (laughs) Order matters to her. Hosting matters a lot to her. Loves to watch silly videos very into other perceptions about the self, very imaginative about personas, and rolls with the punches with dating. And that's me. Hello, this is Celeste. Welcome to our spooky Halloween edition of Jews with Benefits. That was terrifying, Ben. Thank you for um, Lana is unfortunately not able to join us. Um, we did record an earlier version of the podcast, but it didn't work out, so we might pull parts from hers to add to this. But she has many, many spooky things to share. Yeah. Um, so I think we should start off by talking about ghosting. Mm-hmm. because Super spooky. Very <laughs> terrifying. Um, so... I've been ghosted more times than I'd like to admit, and every time it hurts. And it's not because the person is like literally dropping off the face of the earth, but because they don't have the emotional intelligence to just be like, hey, 
I'm not interested in you. And like, it takes three seconds, a text, a phone call, email, doesn't matter. These would all be fine, but no. They... Ben's remembering people <laughs> he needs to break it off with. <laughs> ben like suddenly grabbed his phone, like, oh shit. Well, I mean, yes, there are potentially some people who I should know return text to but i'd like to point out that this person ghosted me well before my supposed ghosting of them so it's not even like a thing for me uh, if it's a mutual ghosting is it even a ghosting i i've had that question <laughs> like if you both are like i don't even really care enough to like well, have any closure about this well my my supposed ghosting of hers just that she didn't respond to my text for a month. And so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. She's she's gone. She's, she's essentially deceased. Dead to me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then after a month, she, she texted me back. So I was like, oh, hey. Well, I didn't, I actually haven't responded to her yet because I was like, oh, do I want to like so that's... start with this conversation that it's going to take you a long time to respond anyway? That sounds like zombieing, not just ghosting, which is also. What is the zombieing? Our new entry to the lexicon is ghosting is the act of no longer communicating with someone as a form of rejection. Zombieing is even worse than ghosting. Zombieing is an act of randomly reappearing after ghosting or a breakup after some significant time has passed, for example, in the form of a like match text or phone call uh it's like radio silence and then people show up back talking to you as though nothing happened um one of my friends i was talking to them about ghosting and they told me why women frequent or are more likely to do it and they are from my understanding um the reason why she ended up or the reason why she thought women do it is it's a way to uh, easily reject someone because it is a way to reject someone but like because you don't know if a man's gonna flip out on you yeah that's true and so it's like a defense mechanism of the modern age but like every time i've i'm ghosted i'm like you could it takes two seconds i'm not even gonna like worry about it but then like it stays in the back of your brain and you like keep on thinking about it and it haunts you until you finally figure out to move how to move on in any case. I think ghosting is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just really terrible. It's really bad communication. Um, yeah. I think it, there's also different kinds of ghosting. Like, there's a ghosting of, like, I don't know if I really want to continue with this person, but, I, like, I just got busy with other things and possibly other people, and I never got around to texting them and um whoops (laughs) and um and so like the more time goes by the more i i see okay the yeah the more time goes by the more awkward it is to respond to their texts and so Mm -hmm. i feel like that's happened like i've been on both sides of that where it's and but um it's funny because for me when friends like do that to me who I don't live in the same town with and they like just take forever to respond or don't respond like I don't hold it against them and I've had friends who have told me they they appreciate that very much 
But in a dating situation, it's like totally different. I'm like, excuse me. I get really offended. Mm. And I've thought about that. I'm like, maybe I should just apply the same, like, the same forgiveness and grace to that situation. I don't know. So for me, like, a f- generally when a friendship is like happened, if someone like ghosts or zombies, it's not a big deal because they have a life going on. But like when it's a fresh kind of romantic, sexual, like pickup, like the early stages, it, it feels really terrible. Like it's different, right? Because yeah, you have different. an established relationship with friendships for the most part. Yeah, that's true. While like when it's early stages of dating, not really like you might have met the person twice you might never have done it you you know but just to come to the ghost ghost's defense for a second (laughs) there is no defense for ghosts (laughs) i have never ghosted anyone because i think it's it's bullshit but Mm -hmm. just to like in the spirit of trying to show some grace to the ghost what if they just like never made up their mind? What if they weren't? It wasn't an outright rejection. They were just like, I don't know how I feel. I know it's rude. It's, <laughs> it's super rude. But it's like to me, it's like another thing than deliberately being like, um, like I don't want to see this person anymore, and I don't have the guts to just send a quick text message about it. So I'm just gonna forget that they exist. Guts up. Put some guts guts in your ghost body because it doesn't it it makes both people feel better because like not getting closure is what makes ghosting so hard right yeah it's because you're like oh maybe they forgot about me maybe this relationship wasn't uh good for them but at the same time like it takes so little effort to just try and be present and um, like, I get it that you might not know how the other person reacts, but like a fairly well-adjusted person is not going to flip out. They're not going to like really be all that tariff or creepy or clingy or, but then again, there are a lot of not well-adjusted daters out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to say that. And uh, it wasn't fun either. I've gone through, like, what I feel like was a large portion of the uh, the hiring process where they took me in and they showed me, like, what I'd be doing and how the stuff works and stuff like that. And then after that, we, uh, well, after that, somehow we lost communication and I was trying to, like, you know, I, I had, like, number for someone uh the manager or whoever i was trying to get the job for and i was texting them and then they stopped texting me back and i was like oh this is a ghosting this is this is me being haunted by ghosts so i've been ghosted by way too many employers um generally like if i get a first interview i get a second interview and then i generally get like the job but like I have applied for so many jobs that didn't even get a call back. It's stupid. So, I mean, like, let's just trans- transfer the logic from the job interview thing to the dating thing, just for some clarity. 
So with the job thing, I imagine it's because they hired somebody else or things got busy, right? And like because otherwise they would just send you an email like you're like thank you. This is not a good fit. I have never gotten an email that's thank you. <laughs> this is not a good fit. But I'm saying like if they were being careful and considerate, they would. It's it's obviously wrong that they did it. But like the fact that they did it doesn't mean that they're necessarily cowardly. It just means that other things consumed their energy and time. Jobs have no at no like reason to not be able to do that. They if a job doesn't have an HR per person, then they're small. And if they're small, they generally need people all hands on deck. So like they could spend five minutes. It's inconsiderate. It's super yeah. inconsiderate. I'm just saying like to get into the head of the ghoster, that that might be what's going on is they got busy. I'm curious to know how long do you, uh, like if you're on the receiving end of uh, ghosting, how long do you intentionally try to uh, reconnect with the other person before you just give up and say, okay, this is, this is a haunting, this is a ghosting. I think we should change the haunting to I like haunting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just as a side note. But yeah. how long do we how long do you how long do we think it's healthy to just uh, linger on and say, you know, one hey, what's hour. Up? What's <laughs> <laughs> no um, You have forty five minutes to get back to me or, else or you're dead to me, me forever. <laughs> no. Um I would say a week or two, depending on how like well you've connected. Um I like to look at like established patterns of communication. Like if someone usually texts me back within a few hours, I know they probably keep their phone on them. And if it takes them a lot longer than that, something's going on. I um I have this friend uh, who lives out of state, and I when I uh, used to try to communicate with them, I would like. I, I knew that I would have to like leave a message and they would get back to me within a few days because you know that's just how they were. They they weren't like a get back to you in the same day kind of person. But recently, this friend has actually been like answering my calls and I'm like, oh hey, you you actually picked up. I was just gonna like leave you a little message and be like, hey, but you're you're here. So um, that's that's the other end. People are more uh, or at least this friend is more able to talk now that all this going on with the pandemic <laughs> uh this pandemic has been like both like really great for my friendships and really hard for my dating life but i think it's hard for everyone's dating life um but it's like it's really like honed in on who is authentically someone you care about in some ways um and or at least for me um because like it's given me a lot of like room to think about people I care about and those who I don't. And I'm getting rid of those who I don't. Are you ghosting them? Uh, no, but I'm also not like sending out like smoke signals. I'm not trying to like <laughs> contact them or seance them. I have an unrelated question, but um, like, at what point do you owe somebody a message that like you're not? As soon as you decide you're not interested. Like, do you, like, if you never met them, for example. You can literally just say, good luck. Like, 
there's no harm in saying, hey, this is not something I'm interested in. But it's also like, okay, so with dating apps and such, like it happens a lot that there's guys who seem kind of interesting and then like we're talking and like over messenger or whatever and like the conversation is just not interesting. Like maybe we have like one thing in common and like that's it. And like I'll ask them questions and they'll be like one word answers. Or they'll ask me, like, yes or no questions. And, like, it's not like I'm, like, definitely not interested in them. It's just the conversation has not at all grabbed my interest. And I really, at this point, wouldn't be, I'm not intrigued at all. Like, I have Mm -hmm. no interest in them. But that doesn't mean that the conversation couldn't take a turn if they, like, suddenly made it interesting or answered my question in an interesting way. Um, So it's not like I'm, like, goodbye forever and i'll always answer their questions i guess but i'm not gonna like work really hard to like continue a conversation do you try to ask deep questions i do i think i try really hard i think i i give it a good faith effort what are the questions what give us an example of some of the questions that you ask like a choland what what food are they in the choland (laughs) yeah yeah it depends what information they've shared about themselves like i'll give you an example when i the first time i ever joined dating apps I was like, okay, who am I? What are my interests? One of my big interests is cooking. So, like, that was, like, featured very prominently. Now I, like, don't even mention it at all for various reasons. Um, But, like, you want to know the reasons? Yes, Um, absolutely. I was making an inquisitive face. I think there's two I could think of. The first one is that when I find people who are also interested in cooking, that often is, like, the only thing we have in common. And, like, there's only so many, like, recipes for like lentil soup you can talk about and disaster and then, <laughs> the, the second reason is like i don't like the like persona it paints me as of like um i don't know like a mom yeah <laughs> aren't you a mom though i am a mom and like my secret desire is to just be like an italian grandmother of 16 feeding people constantly However, no. so you need to have a couple more children, and then when you're a grandma, blam, you'll be able to do this. That. Is like this is like how my life would be realized if like sixteen <laughs> people came over every day, every day, every and I just day? fed them, and fed, like them and fed them, and fed them, and fed them, and fed them. You can always, and it was like me. all amazing. That's my dream. <laughs> However, this is not how I want to present myself in a dating context because I. It's like a, a kind of an anomalous part of my personality, mm-hmm. and like there's other things I would prefer people be interested in about me. I also don't really share that I used to be religious because I don't want that to be fetishized. I don't want that to be something that makes someone think that I'm super weird, even though I am super weird. It's just like I have I realized at a certain point I needed to convey a certain side of myself mm. when someone first. To really get a sense of who I am and so who would be compatible with me. Maybe you should look, you should possibly put cooking, but then look for other things that really interest you in their profile. Well, let me go back. So it was like, I, I, I suddenly like matched with a ton of guys who were like chefs or like mm-hmm. into food. Mm-hmm. And like, it was cool. It was like, oh, cool. We have this thing in common to talk about. And we would talk about it for varying lengths like some people for a very very long time and um 
But that was like literally it. I would ask them like, okay, well, what books are you reading? Have you read this book? Um, no, that sounds cool. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, is books one of your um, one of your like green flags? Someone who reads. But it's not like, to me, it's more about what it symbolizes than mm-hmm. standing on its own. Uh, I so I'm not gonna segue this. I'm just gonna go into it. Um, <laughs> uh, haunted or er, horror movies as dates, uh, whether it's like actually a date at your house, one of your houses, or um, going to the movies. Early on, do you like it or dislike it? Of your uh, dating patterns now. I mean, it's all of us. I'm just going to wait till you I mean, I, I've never done that. Sounds cool. I've been to a horror movie with one person, and it was not a date, and it didn't add anything special. <laughs> um, so I love horror movies uh, in general, and I love when people get scared. They, like hide up into you or they hide away from you it's great it's like a really like interesting way to like doesn't it release certain like hormones or something that like um bond you i don't know i (laughs) really i don't know i mean when you're cuddling 100 percent, but like i think you're thinking of oxytocin (laughs) (laughs) which we have discussed in the past not necessarily on, on the podcast, but yeah, that's, I don't know if that's... There's, there's more a, hormones besides There that. are, but the main coupling one is that one. Mm. I mean... I think it's like adrenaline or Yeah, something. but does and... that bond you to someone? <laughs> I have a horror story about this issue. Oh, a horror yes, story about this issue. Does it directly involve you or is this a, a story that an ex told you? Is it yours? Not it is once. Oh, great. <laughs> So, I think uh, there was only one person that ever broke up with me. There was another person. It's funny, it's weird. Only one person ever broke up with you. That's really lucky. (laughs) Yeah. But, and there was another person that did not. You're just really lovable. No. I just just date insecure freaks. But, like, yeah. (laughs) So there was this guy who, uh, who broke up with me. There was another guy who didn't uh, break up with me, but they were both just like started by accident of ghosting me as soon as they called. So uh, this was pretty, you know, like shaking all world and, and making me really crazy. But the craziest story happened with the first guy. So when he like started ghosting me and then telling me. Like, you know, like he wants to break up with me. I just went back home and I slept for basically uh, two days, like 48 hours. But it's not, it's not that I slept for eight hours in general. I think it was on the weekend. And Tina would maybe like wake up, go to the bathroom, but I basically slept for the two days. But also, like, I feel like there's brain chemicals involved. You know, we're talking about these brain chemicals. And so, like, there's a withdrawal aspect also if you don't I like it cuz it shows like what they are what how they'll react to like surprise and shock and fear 
while me, nothing really phases me. So my parents are super cute about this. Like, my mom, I'm kind of a little bit like my mom in this sense, where, like, something happens in a movie and she'll, like, literally scream and, like, dig her nails into my dad's arm. And they, like, it's just, like, one of the, like, little things, like, family stories that we talk about of, like, Mm. It's hilarious and adorable. Maybe and they're a little bit into like sadomasochism too. Maybe <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> oh boy. We got something there. Um... <laughs> Price is priceless. <laughs> if only uh, the listeners could see. She is horrified that I would talk about her parents in such a flippant way. And that's the theme. Our podcast. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do have a couple horrific dating stories. Um, Let's hear them. Well, I'll only tell one and then we'll see if we want to go for more. Uh, this one, it starts off with me like having a friend group um, and they're all living together. One of the roommates and I ended up hooking up and then she uh, told the rest of the people that we didn't because I had like been kind of pushed into saying that like we hooked up to one of the people because they noticed like my emotional state was different. How old were you? I'm just curious. like 24, 25-ish. Um and with her, I was, like, considering dating her um, after the couple times we hooked up. But then I heard the, you know, second hand of, like, oh, she was saying that you guys never hooked up. And then a few years later, she died horribly in a car accident. She's haunting me to this day. I, I, again, I, I don't think those two things are related. Like, her death <laughs> and your dating are not... Well, we didn't really date. Or, or, or you're hooking up in her death. I don't believe we're related. But no, but just, you know, but yeah. the lying behind my back. The lying is related to her death. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She felt guilty. <laughs> that's why wow. you killed her. She okay. got really drunk. You know, no, that's not how she died. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but no, like the horror was like that someone would be willing to like you know, lie behind someone's back. Cause like we were adults. We should have been able to handle that shit, but nope. Why do you think she lied? She probably was like, not really excited that we hooked up, even though it was like, you know, it was a mutual, clearly like consensual hookup, but like she, you know, I don't know. Also, she probably didn't really like that I said that we hooked up, but, like, the person was kind of pressuring me, and I was like, I'm not necessarily uh, closed off with who I sleep with, but, like, I also don't generally, like, drop names, really. I just say this person, that person, not explicitly, like, that person. I don't understand the distinction. (laughs) Like, as in, like, I wouldn't say your name. If we had hooked up, right, and I'm talking to a friend, I'd just be like, a person, you know, or the person I'm You don't kiss and tell. I mean, I kind of kiss and tell. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, like, 
kiss and then I will tell people about the kisses, but not from who it was. Right. Okay. Because that's not really like that respectful. Ben, has anyone you dated died? I mean, I don't follow up with them after dating them. So potentially, yes, but not to my knowledge. How about you, Celeste? I also don't really keep up. <laughs> but um, have, I should figure that out. Have none? Have I none? do? I do have to say that, like, as far as I know, the the like couple guys I dated somewhat, like seriously before my husband still are not married. Mm. So I feel somewhat gratified about that. I only <laughs> really have one lover who's passed away, and. Lover. Lover. And I uh, don't really keep that many tabs on my exes, but I do have a single ex who is still my friend. And I'm trying to work. And she's alive. She's alive, yes. <laughs> I talked to her last week, actually. Um, I'm... She could have died in the yeah, interim. You could also be I... talking to her as she's dead. I mean, I saw. A she tag. could be haunting you. She could be. Um, are you she... sure other people are seeing her? Uh, in real life or dating? In real life. In real life, in reality. Um, I don't know, but I saw a Facebook post from her today, so I assume she is still around. Um, but she did say if she died, she would haunt me, so. Cool. Um, but I've been trying to explicitly only date friends because, like, I believe that a good relationship is developed based on your friendship. Why is that? I don't know. Ask the people. <laughs> you know, You're the... taking no responsibility. Uh, no, absolutely not. The streets go two ways. Redacted. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so gratified right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it does take two to tango. Um, so is it that you just choose bad friendships? to try to date from or um like what's up with it there's more to it let's let's de- dive deep let's dig yeah that's what people like to do um <laughs> hard to say probably not the best friendships but also i like uh good friendships there's always that risk that you know, if you date someone with whom you're good uh, good friends with, uh, there's a possibility that you guys won't work out, but then you guys also might not be friends afterwards. And so that's all, that's also a fear, I guess, that I've experienced. Um, I don't know if anyone else has. But... I mean, that that's always the fear whenever I change a relationship dynamic. Um, but I think my last relationship, which was the... Uh, person who I dated out of my friend group um, that was the healthiest relationship I've had it lasted the longest um, it was but as soon as it was over I was like I I'm willing to be friends with this person when we like have a cool down period and we like are both back into a place where we can be friends 
And it took like six months before we felt kind of comfortable to like actively try to be friends again. And that was fine. You know, we dated for a year and a half or so. Wow. I've never had guy friends, so I don't really know. What has um, been? Then? I'm saying before uh, now. <laughs> not even when you were a okay. Tino? So this is a what? Tino? A teen. I actually yeah, I did ha- I did have I did have some guy friends when I before I became religious. There's one friend in particular I'm thinking of who I grew up with. Like we like were like in kindergarten together and went to the same elementary school and he also became religious. And like um like it's so funny that we never even like ever dated. Like it would like on paper it made total sense. And like my friends all thought he was like super cute and super funny and I was like so happy to set him up with them. And like there was just something that like wasn't there cuz I definitely thought about it. I'm like this would be perfect. Like we grew up together. We get along. Like he's attractive. Like it it whatever. And, like, he's married now, and I'm, like, so happy for him. I don't know. It just never never was a thing. I just, I think there's, like, you know, the those people that you're really close with and who are, um, with whom you're really good friends, it's hard to think of them in a different light. Um, you know, there's a whole paradigm shift with that of uh, looking at someone as a friend uh, with whom you could confide anything confide anything and then look at them as uh, like someone as a significant other and not necessarily being able to confide all your thoughts and feelings to them because then you'll have more intense feelings towards them and then you would have to in my mind at least you would have to find someone else to confide those feelings about that person uh, to how about a different friend I I don't really see it that way because, first of all, that too. First of all, with this friend I'm thinking of, it was that I just didn't. I'm looking for something very specific in a romantic partner, and like he just didn't have that. Mm-hmm. It's not like super specific. I'm sorry. It's more like there was a certain. There's a, like I appreciate like being able to talk about like really deep things with the person I'm with in a romantic situation. Like to me, that's an intimate group. And he never wanted to do that. He was just like kind of like flippant and funny and like um, if I tried to like get too serious he was like he would like brush it off so Mm -hmm. like um, but we were still very close friends like I still knew a lot about him and like sometimes I would learn about like significant things in his life or he talked a lot we talked a lot about people we were dating or had crushes on with each other so I knew a lot about that stuff and um but, like, it just was, like, there was this, just this thing that I that I was, like, really looking for and, like, didn't have it. And, um, or at least not with me. And mm-hmm. so, like, that was fine, though, because I didn't need that from him. And, like, I, the other thing I disagree about is, like, why wouldn't you want to share your feelings with someone you're dating? <laughs> no, I'm thinking the feelings about that person. So, say oh. you and I were dating, I wouldn't share, like, oh, you annoyed me today to you. Well, I don't know. If I'm just venting, I wouldn't like necessarily share that with you. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I meant. Talk about your feelings to both them and your friends, etc. As long as it's not like an attack, right? Uh, I was just gonna say that um, 
the other thing I could think of is like if you're not sure how you feel about that person, mm-hmm. they're not the person to be like, well, I don't know how I feel about this person <laughs> I'm dating. Right. That would be not the right situation. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about like what I talk about with redacted. That's often it. Like we can't figure out how we feel about something and like that's not the conversation to have. Oh, um, <laughs> so how does like Vox, you said that uh, every relationship, every couple or whatever um, should have a couples counselor. When, at what point would they get this counselor? Like, you know. As soon as I decide I want to have a serious relationship with someone, they'll already know because we've been dating and I've already talked about if this is going to become serious, we're going to have to have a couples counselor. This is a boundary that I want to have for myself. Like, I think therapy is great. I think it is important. But I also think having that neutral space to be able to talk to someone um, so you can talk to your partner. And even if you both get mad at the end of the thing, the next session you have is going to be about resolution. It's always about, like, growth. And even if that means, like, okay, we're going to break up because of the shitty things you said at couples counseling, that's gonna happen it's life no relationship lasts ever someone's gonna die someone's gonna leave it's natural it is how no you die in each other's arms (laughs) i would die in so many people's (laughs) arms you become ghosts together (laughs) uh so you're expecting me to die with like 50 people hugging me at once yes oh geez i don't think i want to have another 50 person hug session I did at Burning That's Man. That's how you die, is you suffocate. Oh, God. <laughs> at Burning Man, when I did that, I felt like I was being suffocated because I wasn't And your dead lover is like ghost, uh, ghost in the background. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Uh, that night, I definitely did not get it. <laughs> Always. So on that note, I feel like we've exhausted ghosting. I have I have more questions, but they'll be answered in the course of life. Like practical questions, like one of them I asked, like at what point is a ghosting that was never answered? Because I think if you oh. haven't even exchanged phone numbers, it's not ghosting. If you haven't met, it's probably not ghosting. Um, if you haven't met, it can be ghosting. Uh, and I've ghosted opinion. a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but also at the same time, like there's an there's a space where like if it's one or two you know back and forths it's fine it's not really ghosting but if it's like you've spent weeks of talking to this person that's probably a ghosting okay that's true that's fair like but why have you spent weeks talking and not quarantine um busy life schedules there's a lot of reasons okay because in my experience, that happens when people are just kind of, like, looking to fill time and not really actually, like, start a relationship. Well, I mean, that's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, but it happens a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't do that's that. That's probably what I was doing right after I separated and got on dating apps. I don't think I was willing to admit it. Mm-hmm. But I was much more interested in just, like, having random people's attention than actually, like, having a relationship with what other practical questions do you have? Um, 
is it ghosting if like there's no like question that was left unanswered and you just kind of like stop texting each other because you're both like is the other person gonna remember is that ghosting yes but it's also ghosting because well if you don't have more to say to that person then clearly there is not that much chemistry so that's like a mutual fizzle out yeah like there's fizzle outs that aren't necessarily ghosting okay but like that makes me feel a lot better there's also like there's some like distinct patterns on ghosting generally you have to have like a rep uh rapport back and forth right then one of you feels bad because the other person didn't respond or vice versa right like one per ghosting is definitely got some negative connotations there's no good ghosting so i mean you have to have a rapport with the person and rapports are hard to build on the internet like you were saying yeah in my experience also like with being ghosted the ghosting that's hurtful is particularly when there's been some kind of like consistent communication and it's like suddenly cut off that's like whoa did i say something wrong like what happened the answer is yes. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's all your fault. I probably did. <laughs> um, anything else? Are there other like spooky monster things? Like, can I Dracula somebody? <laughs> um, I, can I can I like yeah. intense, can I like intensive uh, intensively like text someone like all day and then just stop like like I'm sucking their life. Will it be all night? Day. It would be all night. If it was a Dracula. You don't know what kind of Dracula I am. (laughs) I think that, like, if you, like, um, if you're, like, a Bella Edwards situation from Twilight. You know the lawyers are going to find us, right? (laughs) Shmella Schmender. I know, right? (laughs) Team Jacob all the way. Um, Schmilight. So... Uh, if you create a relationship that wasn't actually there, that could be a Frankensteining. Um, oh. A lot of like tropic women on like television and movies do this. Um, I'm not saying this is a real thing that people do, but like they build up the relationship in their heads, right? This is uh, that's definitely a real thing. Yeah, um, but it's tropically a woman thing in movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would call that Frankensteining. Cool. That's a good one. Um, Can I mummy somebody? Werewolf? Yeah. Uh, werewolf is like passing a venereal disease. Like, there's <laughs> about that. <laughs> that was just straight up STI situation. Yeah. Um, um, mummying is like probably like... Uh, I would say that's like being clingy and then like disappearing, then being clingy and then disappearing. Um, but actually, like I was thinking, like life, the relationship is dead, but you keep trying to preserve it. That could also be a good mummying. Um, Frankenstein or vampiring, I think Draculing, I think is like the late night. Uh, what would you or what are you doing? What you doing? And then yeah. like you, you come and like you it. fuck, and then you know. What you do, and you come and you fuck, and then what you do, and you come and you fuck, and then they disappear because you know three times the charm, and then you start doing that to other people. <laughs> what is wait? What does it have to do with Dracula? Uh, because you, it's in it, the night. It's in the night, and then okay. you get bitten three times, and you become the Dracula. Well, 
Oh, oh, so you like carry forward the bitterness. With yeah. You. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have described that very good, but. Eaten three times to become a vampire or a Dracula. But... Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's part of the lore, you know? <laughs> and then you no longer are allowed to eat Italian food because you get sick and die. <laughs> the garlic. I, the I garlic, see where yeah. you're going there. Got it. Garlic. Garlic. Um, well, thanks for sticking around. Uh, see you folks next time. Svetlana gives her best. And I'm, and I'm happy. I didn't make it.